What is up, everybody? It is the Make It Happen podcast with myself, Nolan Alm. Today, we have an incredible guest, Julian Bali. This dude is a freak of nature and complete stud. Go check him out on TikTok, Coach Juice. And on Instagram, is Julian Baldi. He is freaking crazy. Power clean and everything, screaming, going nuts. For those of you that have seen me before a game, you think I'm crazy. This dude's even crazier. And really, really cool guy. One of the only other people that I've ever really talked to or met that um, matches my work ethic for sure. This guy is 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 really really cool his story is incredible um how he was able to make it from italy really made me think about how easy um my journey was compared to his because um, i was so much closer to college football than he was but yeah he had the dream of playing in american college football coming from europe and he did it so uh super super cool guy really good message please continue to to rate review this show uh those ratings are so huge guys if you can share this with anyone um, that you think needs it. Like I said, let's grow this community. Let's let's make more people inspired to become the best version of themselves and make their dreams, their goals happen, right? So thank you guys so much again. Please give me the feedback, slide into those DMs. Whatever you got to do, hit me up. And with that being said, here he is. You know, for you, you came from Italy, correct, right? Yes. So you came from Italy Went to the Juco for a little bit. Now you're at uh, Valdosta. That's how you say it? Valdosta. Yeah. Valdosta. Okay, cool. So when did the dream start? Like what ignited the fire within you to want to come to America? Um, I think that I was around 15 or 16. I had like a NFL football calendar hanging in my room. And honestly, I don't know, it's just some, like, I don't know if it was God or some just like flipped the switch at me. And I was like, hold on a second. Why, why can't I do this? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause before then I was just living under this dome thinking that, okay, being successful and like making it to the top is only for the select few. But I, at some point, like, I don't know, some shadow. And I was like, hold on a second. They're just, they're the same as me. You know what I mean? Like, it just some some switch in my brain, and from that point on, like everything changed. Like I put my whole being into becoming like the best football player I could be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, that's super cool. Um, so you you did a couple camps, right? You came over, you did the Nike opening. I seen that, right? Yes, <laughs> that that's a that's a, that's a funny story too. Um, that was I was still going high school in Italy back then. And um, I, I won like a scholarship award. It was like a thousand dollars, and I used all that money to fly to New York for three days just to attend Nike the opening. Like I wasn't even going. I wasn't. That's my first time ever in the United States. Like I just took a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that just was also just a big eye opening for me because it made me realize, wow, everybody wants this. You yeah. know what I mean? It just, it just like again, like it just ignited the fire even more to push me harder because I realized, wow, okay, there's so many people who want the same thing. Who's going to make it? Who's going to stick out? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a, so what were your, what was your parents' outlook on this stuff? Like when you're, when you're doing this? Yeah. I mean, I love my parents. They're very supportive. They, I think there's some, they still don't really understand the game of football in general. Italy, like, somebody play football oh you play rugby like it's still very unpopular per se 
But um, what I love them to just support me in whatever I do. So a lot of a big credit goes to them too, and that's the reason why I push myself so hard uh, all the time too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's super cool. So you come to the Nike opening, and then what's kind of the the timeline from there? Um, how long? How much longer does it take for you to come? to high school in, in, in the state. Yeah, so Nike, the opening, I think, was, that was May of 2015, I believe. Okay. And then, um, then like, I was into, like, football, like, was my life, per se. So then there was this, uh, I don't know if you heard about that, IFAF, EFAF, like, International Bowl in Dallas, Texas. No, I like, haven't. Like, what they did is, like, they took, like, a select players all over the world like a select few, um, the best from every country to play Team USA in the uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a week in Dallas, Texas of January of 2016. Just a week in Dallas. That uh, again, that experience was incredible. Just like football, 24/7, bonding with players, sharing the love of the game with players all over the globe. Uh, but then again, like you realize, okay, like everybody wants to go a, a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, you, you really, this is my big saying also from my pockets, like you got to separate yourself to elevate yourself. Mm-hmm. So again, that was just a, also a big eye opening. And then from that week on um, January of 2016, I started then just reaching out to high schools. I basically did college recruiting for high schools. Yeah. I send them my film. I said hide and wait on Twitter all over the place. And that's when I, uh, I went to Clearwater Academy, where Javon went to, uh, down in Clearwater, Florida. Um, that's where I played my senior year of high school. Okay. Okay, nice. That's that's so cool. So when you go and you went there, you were living with like a like a random family or something? How was yes, that? Yes, uh, host family. Okay. Okay, that's crazy. So was that tough for you? Did you get homesick when you first came over? Yes. Uh, the first two months were pretty rough. But again, like, just like I always say, I'm on a mission. Like, being mission-driven, like, yes, it sucks sometimes because I realize I don't see my family, but thank God I have FaceTime, but it's still not the same. <laughs> yeah. But um, it hurts for a few seconds, but then I, I'll have, like, these blinders on again. Okay, no, I'm here for, a, like, for a purpose. Mm. For specific mission i have to accomplish so the homesickness went away after like two months okay yeah no that's that's cool so when you're when you're down there at clearwater i know that at that time athletic truth group is working pretty closely with you guys right yes um they they had this they had atg like the original uh, athletic truth group gym uh, in downtown clearwater which closed down a few years ago mm-hmm. but uh, usually what i did like after uh, we have workouts two to three times a week, and then we have practice every day. And then after practice, I just chucked down a protein shake, and I went straight to ATG and did my, my second work second work of the day. That's sick. So what was that like? Were you working directly with, like, uh, like Jeff was there at the time and Ben and stuff? Like, were, you, were they working with you? Oh, so that's why – that was before Jeff. Back okay. then it was uh, Ben Patrick, knees over toes guy. Adan Lopez, Fernando Lopez, and then some other trainers there. Jeff came later on. Okay. okay but yeah, cool. that was like the, the ATG days back in the days. Yeah. No, that's super cool. And that that was probably a big um, 
thing for you too. Were you ever exposed to that sort of training before you went there? Or was that kind of a big like light switch for no, you? Like basically that was a light switch because from us, like coming from Italy, not having a real understanding of like what training for sports looks like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that really get, also it gave me a lot of hope because it made me realize, whoa, like, because I was like a slower white guy, chubby, slower white guy. And just like, I, I, I got more hope from them. You know what I mean? Because I, I see that it's possible, like training that way. Yeah. Before then, I would just, I don't know, like people say, it's just, you know, all like those, that noise around you. Mm -hmm. But they made me realize and they proved to me and showed me that, no, like if you put the work in, it's possible. Yeah, no, that's that's so cool. And that's what a cool opportunity to train with them firsthand before they close that gym down, too. Yeah, um, I, I seen the picture with you with the dumbbells, too. I'm like, man, that's so crazy, because that's one thing for me, like very similar to you. Like I found them, whatever, going in right before I came down to eastern Washington. And I every single person that at, at the school now that sees me like I'm just like you, like freaking numbers in the weight room are through the roof i'm doing all sorts of crazy stuff you know and yeah, like, yeah 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 and uh people people that come to me they're like how'd you do that i'm like boom athletic truth group but it really is it works man and that's that's so cool yeah. like what a blessing for you that you got that um as soon as you you came over right um exactly. let's talk a little bit about like so you you come you go to the uh, the the high school and then you go the juco route what was that like and like you know, like how, how did you get to where you're at now? Cause that was probably, it's like, yeah. you always have something ahead, like some speed bump to go over, right? Obstacles everywhere. But I always say the obstacle is the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, just, okay. So after my, my senior season of high school, um, I had one full ride Juco offer. But again, like um, I didn't know how recruiting worked. I, I just, this was my first year in the United States. Like I was an unknown player. So recruiting was kind of dead for me. Mm -hmm. um, so basically what happened is um, after signing day, I still didn't commit. And basically the school just ghosted me. So my scholarship went away. Everything just went away. Cause people be were telling me, no, just wait till you commit. Like, look, if you maybe get like other offers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So basically, then I was like, no. But now it's like March. I have no offers at all. I don't know what to do. My, you know what I mean? I thought at that point, I was like, damn, like I really have to walk on somewhere to a JUCO. Because at that point, like I couldn't afford to walk on to a bigger D1 school or somewhere. I had to walk onto a JUCO because it's cheaper. Um, but again, I still kept like emailing coaches, like all that recruiting stuff, just going ham on it. And then in May, of 2017 like right after i graduated i received like a scholarship offer to independence community college um of last gen two season two, uh three basically oh that's crazy yeah so that i went there my my, my freshman year of college for oh, one wow. season yeah with coach brown and all this staff i was a retro that year um that was that was an experience too kansas middle of nowhere bunch of crazy stuff <laughs> yeah man that's crazy that's I didn't know that she went there that's uh so but they weren't filming when you were there right or were they they were yes season three wow. so are you on this that season yes oh dang dude I mean I, I, I only have like a two or three clips but <laughs> that's still so cool 
that's crazy man you've been you've been through a lot <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was wild what was what was the football like like in italy is there football in italy like um in terms of like did you get to play when you were there or were you just kind of doing drills by yourself out on the field and stuff no no um i played in italy before i came to the US three or four years okay but they're still like but the level of course is not as high you know what i mean like yeah. if for people it's just a hobby it wasn't just the right vibe if that makes sense mm-hmm. i was i was made uh, fun of a lot because like i went so hard like all i did was football working out like my whole life revolved around training and football i hadn't even back in italy the last the past two years before i came to the u.s I even took like extra English hours because I knew like I took that TOEFL, which is a test you need to get into college is you if you're not from the United States. Like I was already so locked in two years before I came through this. Like, look, this is what I'm this is what I want to do. So I put all my chips into that. Yeah. No, good for you, man. That's awesome. I, dude, we have like very, very similar stories, but it's a little bit different. Like you're, you came from like freaking across the sea. Like for me, yeah, it was right across the border. And, and I, so it was a lot more accessible to me, but that's like, it's just super cool to hear your perspective on things and really like how, how you made it happen. Um, what goes through your head? I mean, you said the obstacles the way, but is there any like quote or obviously you're separate to elevate, but is there anything else that kind of goes through your head that's gotten you through some of these really tough times where it seems like it's like, I'm sure there's moments where you're like, man, it's just going to work out. Right. Yes. Like I really struggle with um, uncertainty. Like when everything is cloudy, when things really go the opposite way you want them to go. Um, but we're really like happened to me so many times, like in those dark moments, it's like, Everything that happens, happens for you and not to you. Let me say that again, because that really is, it's all a mindset perspective thing. Everything happens for you and not to you. Just to give you an example, um, let's, let's, okay, COVID, right? COVID year. I mean, that's, I'm jumping forward already two years of JUCO where I had no offers, but COVID year hits. COVID year for me was a blessing in disguise because without COVID year, um, first off, that's a year we went tunnel vision. All I did, that was training. And I didn't even know F until like, what was it? Seven months later, that everybody gets an extra year. By that time, I, I thought my college career was over because I committed nowhere. I thought the clock was still ticking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was, I just, I was having faith that somehow, some way, something is going to happen. So I just kept grinding, kept grinding. Then once this extra year hit, like eligibility, I was like, oh, I'm back. Let's work. <laughs> and that's when then I did the whole like recruiting stuff again and everything. But yeah, that like the whole perspective thing, like look at the time that things went against you and then you respond to those times that going to make the difference. That's awesome. I couldn't agree more. And that that's one thing that definitely has gotten me yeah. through, through tough times too, right? Because, I mean, nothing's going to go perfectly. Um, and, I, dude, I totally feel on the – putting your chips all in and, like, people making fun of you. It's funny, though, like, what are those people making fun of you about? Like, good for you. You're trying to create something. Like, what are, what are they trying to do? And that's one thing that I've – and I'm sure you can agree to this. Like, 
the people that are making fun of you are the ones that are too scared to do that, right? But the people that change the world are the unreasonable ones. So, and look at what you're doing. I'm saying you got to be crazy to make it. Absolutely. Absolutely. obsessed. Um, so is like, I'm interested to hear from you, like you're, there's, you know, your crazy story from Europe. Is there more guys in Italy that are like you or like in Europe that you know of that are like trying to do stuff like this? Um, you want, you mean like coming over or like already here playing? Like coming over. Um, yeah, I mean, right now, like uh, football is really growing in Europe too. Like, um, and there's like a lot of, like, there's now a lot of organizations to bring like players from Europe to the United States to go to high school camps. And like, there's a big movement going on for like international recruits, which is awesome. Uh, a lot of people even get like division one offers even, without even playing in the United States, which is huge. That's crazy. Yeah, no, because I'm just so interested. Like, it makes me want to help create opportunities over there too because dude it's like the same thing with Canada too like the more guys that make it the more the spotlight gets uh, like shown over there right and um yeah it's just it's just cool to to think about how this sport really like sure you're coming and you're playing ball but man it changed your life completely you know like complete freaking you had a v v in the road man and it's just crazy how it's really created so much opportunity for you um like what advice would you give because there's a lot of people from Canada that listen to this but even I know that there's probably going to be some European people that listen to this too um what advice would you give them to create like make their dreams happen um for one don't this this again this might sound cheesy or corny or whatever but once you hit a roadblock or like it doesn't work out at, at some point don't quit and like, even as hard as shit might get, don't, don't quit. Like at the end of the day, if you don't quit at some point, all the work you've put in, is going to pay off. And also be some, I always tell people this, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you got to look yourself in the middle. Okay. Did I actually do everything I could have done to reach that goal? If you did great, uh, it didn't happen yet. Then, you know what I mean? But if there's stuff to improve on it, like, oh, maybe maybe I, I hadn't, shouldn't eat those things before. Again. You know what I mean? It's like the small things. At some point, once you get when you get to a certain level, it's about the details. Because everybody can uh, work out once a day. Everybody can eat healthy for a week. You know what I mean? But at a certain point, it becomes such like, okay, did I get enough hours of sleep? Did I, not, did I drink enough gas? You know what I mean? It's like about the small things. Mm yeah no that's that's great advice and oh lastly go all in like fully obsessed tunnel vision no distractions distraction and energy draining people cut them out Mm. yeah that's 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 so off of that too because i've seen you're doing so much stuff um outside of football too and obviously i've i've kind of i'm kind of getting to that point now too especially um, where it's not like I'm easing off the gas pedal of football, but it gets to the point where you put so much into that, where it's like, especially for me, like I play receiver. So like, dude, I, I've watched anything you can imagine, like hours, thousands of hours of film. And now it's the point where it's like, okay, what else can make me better? Um, talk a little bit about like all, like, you know, like your, your podcast, 
I've seen your, your workout programs and stuff. Like what inspired yeah. you to do that? And kind of like, what's your, what's your purpose and mission behind that stuff? Um, so going back from like the workouts, because like I said, like before I came to the United States, like all I knew was like bodybuilding workouts or fitness workouts back in Italy. I didn't really know how to train for sports performance. <laughs> so with me, like um, offering like workout programs or like, I basically want to help my younger self, if that makes sense. I want to help that player who doesn't really know, okay, how, how can I, or that player who's undersized, not strong enough, not fast enough, because that was me. I want to help that guy become better and prove everybody wrong and prove himself right. That's basically the whole mission with my training programs, my online coaching, and now with my podcast, I want to go into more like the mental side of things. Absolutely. That's awesome. So kind of going back to your, your journey here, because you, so you said you went to independence. How long were you at independence for? Uh, just one semester, fall of 2017. Okay. And then where'd you go after that? Um, so after that, like, um, I didn't really like that their coaches were saying, bring in transfers. So basically was saying, look, it's better for you to leave or transfer somewhere else. All that good stuff, right? Obstacles again. So basically what I did, I, I went because it was, I didn't have no film because again, I didn't play. It was a redshirt, my first year of college. So I went back to Italy for uh, the spring semester, just took online classes. And I worked two jobs. I was a front desk uh, at the business and I worked at McDonald's at the weekend, on the weekends to save up enough money because I knew like it's really hard to get a full ride scholarship with no film and another Juco. So I was making money to prepare to walk on somewhere. And so then in the, so uh, what was it? 20, 2018. So fall of 2018, um, I walked on at Ellsworth Community College uh, in Iowa, Ellsworth, uh, Iowa Falls, Iowa, another junior college. And the only reason why I went there, funny enough, is because they had a uh, rec center. Because back in Kansas, I, I used to sneak in the weight room, get actual working, right, to work out because I, I wanted more. I can just, whatever, because they weren't, I was a redshirt. I didn't play, so let me get more work in. But you were only allowed to be in there with a coach. And I got caught twice breaking, like, like I kind of like, like uh, snatched the door sometimes to get in because it was kind of locked, but not really. But I got really in trouble for that. So that whole thing, like, really, like, almost like pissed me off back because uh, how are you going to take the opportunity away from me to get better if that makes sense yeah so going to Ellsworth was mainly just because number one they were like they're playing the uh, Kansas conference which is the they say one of the best Juca conferences in the United States and the second reason is because they had a rec center where I can work out at my own time without getting in trouble yeah. you know I was trying to look at the bigger picture yeah that's funny now i've been i've been down the same road too man it was like took me forever to find the passcode or the door here because we have a passcode and then eventually i got it so it's all good but that's crazy though and and it doesn't make any sense man like how are you getting mad at your players for trying to better themselves like that's going to help you win games so exactly that's i don't know it's one thing that really bothers me if if somebody tries to take the opportunity away from you to get better 
you're gonna have a problem with me at least (laughs) no i feel you man and that's that's kind of a even back where i'm from like obviously canada gets really snowy really easily and the biggest thing for me is like it used to always frustrate me we tried to find an indoor facility and like they're either like booked up with like i don't know what they're booked up with or it's like dude it's like 300 bucks for an hour i'm like what i i just don't understand like what you what you guys are trying to do i get it like you know you gotta the the lights gotta run and the freaking energy bills gotta get utilities gotta get paid but like i that's one thing i want to do after a ball um is just like try to give more support to athletes because there's just such a lack of it and that's why people in america though like there's so much you know what i mean like and and just coat in terms of coaches knowledge all that sort of stuff so um really does it hits home for me kind of your story too it's like how can and I know that you're already thinking this too like how can you use your you already are using your story to help others create and do what they want to do right and just better the world exactly yeah no I I love how we have like a similar story going back to like just like the gutter like coming out of nothing basically nothing dude dude like in that it's funny like you say how you like we're always like slow and stuff bro like I remember I went to this, like, we have, like, Team BC. So that's, like, a pretty big deal uh, for, like, provinces. Mm-hmm. And I went to the trial, man. I was just, like, dropping balls. I sucked. Like, I was so slow, too. And just, like, it was so bad. And – but we got in this huddle at the end, and this coach, like, huddled us up, whatever. And that's one thing that we do, we have that you guys don't have. We have Canadian universities, too, which, like, is a big thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of guys – and they're, those are really good schools, too. Um, yeah. But he huddled us up, and he was, like – he was like, whatever, the classic Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan got cut from his, his high school basketball team, yeah. whatever, right? But, but he looked at us and like, I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. He looked at us and he said, um, he looked at us and he said, I believe that every single one of you can be a great player. And I just like, I kind of hung on to that, hung, hung on to that. And it's funny, like I started just doing what you were doing and just like crazy stuff, like working out four times a day, waking up at four in the morning, yeah. like not very smart at the start, but like it was, it was working. And I know, I know, right? That's how everybody starts out, and then you realize, oh damn, what about recovery, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. So, but eventually it came full circle, though. So I go to this Team BC, like way down the line, and like at this point, like I'm the best receiver, like in the country that's playing in the country. There was another guy that was committed to Clemson, but he was playing at a mm-hmm. uh, a school down in the states. So like everyone knew who I was. And I saw the coach there and I never even got to talk to him, but like, I saw him and I was like, yeah. I haven't seen you in like seven years. And I'm like, that is so crazy that like, he really said that though. And I took it, you know, and ran with it. So like, mm-hmm. even if what we do only impacts like one out of 50 kids, man, if that one kid really, like you said, puts his chips all in, like yes. the world will be changed forever. That's huge. That's huge. Exactly. Um. So Obviously, you said like 15 or 16, you saw the the NFL poster, but like, because I think some of these, some people listening to this, they don't fully know what their passion is yet. Like, how did you find your passion? And like, what exactly is your passion? Like, do you really love football or is it the working out? Like, I'm interested to hear from you. Um, I think, so see, this is a good question because it really like, I think football is more the outlet, but it came from like, the passion of like improvement and getting better as an athlete to to make it somewhere if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. but um also now I'm a big what drives me or like 
I just want to prove people wrong. Because I had so many doubters, so many people said I couldn't do stuff. So, like, just the more, let's say 100 people say, like, if one person tells me I can't do nothing, right, whatever. But if a bunch of people tell me, I, was like, I just want to, like, prove y'all wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, working out is a big passion for me. But, again, like, it flows together with football. Like, it's basically just goes together. I love to, because, again, like, everything I do in a weight room, has a specific purpose to then translate on the field if that makes sense yeah so there is not one without the other yeah absolutely no that, that makes a lot of sense that's yeah no i'm the exact same way it's funny people are gonna listen to this and be like man this guy sounds a lot like you but it's i'm the i'm the same <laughs> way like dude everything yeah everything in the weight room definitely does have a purpose um because it's funny though like for me i i always love football but i kind of like the way i got into lifting was through like crossfit and stuff yeah. So that's like, like there was points early in my career where like, and I don't know if you had this too, but I almost did too much weight room and it like, it wasn't really helping me become a better football player. Like, like you said, you're oh, doing like same, the bodybuilding same, stuff. Exactly the same. <laughs> but um, I got a question for you. What are you going to, are you going to stay in America after ball is done and stuff? Like, what do you want to do after football is over? Yeah. So um, actually I thought about this a lot the past few years. When in the moments where I'm like, okay, maybe football is over or whatever. You know what I mean? I was always like seeing, okay, what's my, what's my five-year goal? What's my end goal, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, my, my, my goal is, or my plan is to stay in the United States and um, become like a more like a strength and conditioning coach slash like um, personal trainer for sports performance. Maybe open like the, the thing, remember how I said, like I always hated when people took it away from me to like, get better like from the weight room or whatever mm-hmm. like my, my my big goal or dream is to open like a big training facility open 24 7 i'm like putting bunk beds too you can sleep there like just like for hungry people who just want to get better and like go again everybody and everything people said you know what i mean just like hungry that's awesome that's awesome so what's what uh what state would you do that in what's been your favorite state living in so far um, I would say Florida. That's oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Florida is I, I love Florida, but also I like Texas and I've been to California once. But f- I think Florida, Dallas, or Texas in general, like states where like football is really taken seriously. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's funny though, because you you've been mostly East Coast, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta come experience the West Side, man. West Coast, best coast. <laughs> I really do. I really do. <laughs> is there anything else in your path that I'm kind of missing? Like, is there any? Um, like, give me. I want to hear because I know you've got them. Like, give me like a top three like craziest stories. Like you already said, like you snuck into the weight room, got in trouble for that. But like, yeah. What are some other crazy? You're like crazy workout stories, like legendary stuff. Okay. I'm still going back to independence, right? So I got caught sneaking in the weight room. We had a rec center or like a weight room or like a public gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. was like 10 minutes away by car. But I didn't have a car. So uh, I was able to find a bicycle, right? And um, I, it took me like 30 minutes to get there and 30 minutes to ride back. So um, on the weekends, I used to take my bicycle, ride there for 30 minutes, work out once and then eat in the weight room, take a nap in the weight room, 
wake up, work out again, and then ride my bicycle three minutes back to the uh, to campus. And two, hold on, hold on. Let me. There's more to that story, right? So it's Kansas, right in the middle of nowhere. So while I was riding my bicycle, there was like some uh, small houses around, and they just had dogs outside, wild dogs. So sometimes dogs were just chasing me down, trying to bite my foot while I was riding the bicycle. So every time I was riding that bike to the weight room, I had anxiety and fear that one dog gonna fucking catch me. Like it was pretty wild. That 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 experience was pretty wild. I'm not gonna lie. Um, that that yeah, <laughs> that that's the Kansas one. Um, else, I think uh, I think just like working, just then after Kansas, like going back to Italy again. Like I said, I was working two jobs, front office and uh, at McDonald's on the weekends. So basically, I was working every day for a few hours at least, like mm. every day, just trying to make more. And again, at that time, I was working out twice a day, and um, just then also just having the belief that I was riding my bicycle to listen to a podcast. Actually, I don't know if you heard of Andy Frisella's podcast. Yeah, yeah, CEO, and just like riding my bike, just like always thinking, okay, one day it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like. I think what people need to understand is it's so much mental. It's all a mental game. And just like, cause again, like if you don't have like, cause people say you're the five people you hang most time around with mm-hmm. you, and it's really hard to find those people sometimes, if that makes sense. So me not having those people, what I did is just, I listened to podcasts in the morning, especially I do it now, even now too. Just like to, okay, set my mindset, my frame, you know what I mean? Like, see see how they, how can I adopt their, some mindset or some tricks to, like, overcome certain things. Mm-hmm. That just helped me out a lot. That's sweet. Uh, I mean, crazy workout stories. Oh, I, I mean, the most I worked out, I mean, you worked out a lot, too. I, I think I had, like, four workouts a day. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, but at some point then later in life, you realize, okay, maybe it was kind of necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, well, yeah, same with you. I mean, probably the most I probably worked out a day, and I bet you that four a day that you're talking about is basically like the whole day you're doing something. But, yeah, even even when I look back now, like, it was stupid. Yeah, but it created this like this mindset though that and this is where a dog that you like you know what I mean? Yes, and and that's where I really do love David Goggins stuff. Like, yes, a lot of it has no point, but like it's just the question of like, like you said, like I like to say 80% is psychological and then 20% is strategy. That's really what I believe. That's huge. Um so Last couple of questions here. This is, these are questions that I ask everyone when they come on. Okay. But it's just they're, they're, they're good ones. They get good answers out of people. But say whatever. You're, you're, it's, it's the end of your life, and you can't leave anything that you've created done behind. Nothing, nothing that you've done in this world can be left behind except for three lessons, um, philosophies, phrases, whatever it is. Three mm-hmm. things can be left behind to your kids. What three things 
are those going to be? Ooh, that, that's good. Okay. I think one, the first one will be no matter how hard things go, don't ever give in or give or give up. Um, second thing, like I said before, everything happens for you and not to you. It's all about how you respond to certain circumstances. And lastly, separate to elevate. Just going back to, just, you just have to be different. You really have to separate yourself to elevate yourself. Mm. I think those three are really like the capstone of who I, who I became. It's awesome. So the name, of the, the name of the podcast is the Make It Happen podcast. When you hear Make It Happen, what does that mean to you? I think that's just like going all in into your dream and goals and just like trying to chase whatever, like you really have, like you dream big down deep in your heart that nobody else can see but you, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. and chase that. And there you go. There's Julian. I hope you guys enjoyed this. A lot of good stuff in there. One thing that I really loved was um, talking about how he liked to prove people wrong. And I think the big message that I took from that, and I didn't say it, but I was thinking it, was that you need the haters to some degree. And honestly, for me, after I completed my goal of going D1 and um, achieving that dream and that goal, I really became... I'm so grateful for those people and the people that doubted me because it did gave me a whole new fire. And if I didn't have them, it a would have been boring and B it just, I, I would have had the positive motivation, but I think you need a little bit of both. And to me, it's an 80, 20, 80% on focusing on what you're trying to create and, and the, the good side of it. And then 20% sometimes is when, when it's getting real hard, you got to go to that list of people that doubted you, which, um, Yes, I do have a list, <laughs> but um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please rate, review, give me feedback on this show. I really, really love the support you guys are giving me, but please just slide into my DMs, uh, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up wherever you guys got me on social media, but review the show, please, please, please. I'm going to start um, shouting out people that review the show to start the, the episodes off, so Hope you guys enjoyed. With that being said, make it happen. Out.